not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! Out of my eyes! Eyes! Ah! Ah! Bitches! You bitches! You'll all be guilty! Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey! I wouldn't really be in the zone if I didn't get at least like a teeny tiny one, two, three. One, two, three. Welcome to the movie buffoons. I'm Brandon. I'm Austin. And I'm Mark. And we are buffoons who watch movies. And as usual, we're here to do the top three things that we like to do on sporadic nights for the last three or so weeks. And that's one, talk about movies. Two, bring our sultry tones to your ear holes to give you some entertainment on your drives, on your when you're grocery shopping, when you're at the gym. I don't know. People don't listen to podcasts. If you listen to podcasts at the gym, I think you're a little weird. Um, I do sometimes. Well, when I used to go to the gym. Yeah. And number three, obviously we're here to drink because none of us could do this sober. Gentlemen, what is our beverages of choice tonight? I got myself a Fatheads Crumbleberry. Ooh, those, I had that for the first time last time I came to see you guys. That's the one they put the blueberries in it? So that's the normal bumbleberry, but I, th- oh. I got the crumbleberry, which is a, a variant of it where they age it on vanilla beans and bourbon uh, mm-hmm. and bourbon barrels. Well, when, you go to this, when you go to this brewery and you get a bumbleberry, they give you the glass of beer and they have like three, uh, three little blueberries hanging out in there. And let me tell you, delicious. Yep. And I got myself a new Belgium fat tire, Belgian white. Mm. I love, I love fat tires. Classic. Fat tires are great, great beer. Oh, God bless you, fat tire. And you I have white claw. <laughs> you doing I white claw? Not beer? have white claws today. Um, I have my favorite beer from my favorite brewery back here in Long Island, Great South Bay. Nice and simple, blood orange pale ale it is delicious. Shout out to my folks at GSB. Nice. Well, cheers, guys. Cheers. Mm. Missing her basic bitch, though. I mean, come on. Thank you. Listen, I went to the – I had to take a couple weeks off from the gym, rehab the shoulder a little bit, and deal with work. But I'm back. I'm feeling feeling nice and healthy and lean. I'm under 190 for the first time in like a month and a half. So – You feeling ready to talk about a movie? I'm ready to talk about (laughs) movies. (laughs) Well, let's, go. let's do our top five. And our top five this week, I mean, I feel like we have to go with our top five Nick Cage movies. So, for, for context, if you're not sure, if you didn't read the description, we're watching Face Off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> featuring Nicolas Cage and His Majesty John Travolta. Um, I feel like we're, we're a little, uh, we're neglecting Johnny T here a little bit. Um, but I think. Uh, Doing Nicolas Cage movies would be a little bit more entertaining because otherwise I'm going to break into song and dance talking about Greece. We'll, we'll get to it during the movie, but I think that John Travolta does a pretty good job of being Nick Cage. So. And I think Nick Cage does a pretty good job of being John Travolta. It's insane. <laughs> they it's do. Really but, weird. But when John Travolta is being himself, I really don't like him. I think he's annoying. <laughs> but yeah, but that's, that's, that was a good thing. Type A and Type B. At the highest degrees, and switch it. Wonderful. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk our Nick Cage lists because I don't know about you guys, but 
looking up all the movies that Nick Cage been in, I just decided to make mine kind of kind of a joke. Just kind of no offense to Nick Cage, but just kind of like how his movies are. Yeah. Well, I want to start because I picked this movie. I picked Face Off because I think it's. I mean, just the premise of it is so funny, but it's not. I'm just not going to put it in my top five. Just actually, okay. I'm like wavering on one of them, but I'm just going to list the top five, not in any kind of order. Um, So I'll go with Face Off to start off, and we'll talk about that later. Um, But I think one of my one of my movies that's like one of those when you come on. TBS, TNT, whatever. When you had cable, Con Air, I feel like you had to watch it. I have Con Air on my list as well. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good movie. Cyrus uh, the Virus. John Malkovich, the homie. Steve Buscemi. Uh, Steve Buscemi is like the seri- like the vicious, vicious serial killer that befriends the little girl. And you think uh, that's super tense, the scene where you're, like they're sitting down having a little tea party. Oh, yeah. And you yeah, think you're going to the- kill her, but... I mean, there's so many good parts to it, like just so many good fight scenes, and you just, like it's just very suspenseful. And I, and I Nick think it's Cage with his fake Southern accent put his the bunny his... rabbit in the box. <laughs> his hair in the wind when he's like just uh, like, yeah, like it's just so great. He tries uh, to do a Shawshank moment, and it's just like ah. <laughs> um, guy in sixty seconds. I mean. That's on mine. Hell yeah. I wanted to put it on mine, but I saw it was on Brandon's. That's a fun movie, too. Um, and then I'd say my last two are going to be Lord of War. Um, that was a good one. It was a really good one. I watched it a few different times throughout the years. It came out in 2005. I probably watched it three or four times since then. I and think it, we saw it in theaters in high school, actually. Oh god! Pretty sure movies that we look back on and we saw in theaters are like (laughs) we spent the time and money and we have a movie theater in our in our hometown, so we had to like go to the next town. I I think that was the only time that I've seen that movie, but I remember walking out of there just being like, "That was a badass movie." Is that the one where he walks down the street with a bow and arrow? Uh, No, no. He um, the opening scene is just like a street littered with thousands of bullets, and he's like staying in the middle of it. He's basically a gun runner. Yeah. Involved in it. Um, he's it's war dogs, but before war dogs and not a yeah, gun. Exactly. When I watched <laughs> War Dogs, I was like, Are you kidding me? This is Lord of War. Like this remade the movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know which one you're talking about now. And then my last one, which is one I just watched recently, it just came out in 2021. Um, Willie's Wonderland. Oh my god. I don't think either of you guys have seen it. No. But no. I watched it by myself at like 2 a.m. and just laugh my ass off like he doesn't like our one buddy said that uh nick cage didn't say a single word during the movie and i didn't think that he was like being serious he literally does not say a single word <laughs> in the entire movie he just wears like the weird shades he has a great terrible facial hair and just stares at people and people get what he's saying <laughs> He fights, he, he fights animatronic evil things from a wonderland, like a fun land. And so do you, think, do you think Nicolas Cage just has this bucket list of like things that he wants to do in movies? And he's trying to check off any crazy thing he thinks of. He's like, I want to do a movie where I'm a weirdo, but I literally don't say a single line. And you still pay me $10 million to do this thing. Well, I, I saw some of the words like Nick Cage, again, just saying, is it a movie? I'll do it. 
And I feel like, <laughs> like when you watch this movie, you're like, yeah, I think that's what he did. But I mean, it's really, it's like pretty good action scenes. It's just over the top ridiculous. And it's just really funny. Samuel um, Jackson and Christopher Walken are the same way. They're like, listen, if my schedule's open, yeah, I'll do it. That explains snakes on a plane. Uh, so those are my top five. I, I, I think they're a strong top five. What do you guys got? Go ahead. You want to go or you want? All right. So my number one, he's not the star, but I like the movie and he's in it. So it counts as a Nick Cage movie. Kick ass. Oh. That's when he's discount Batman. Yeah. He's, what is he, Big Daddy or something yeah. like that? <laughs> it's such a good movie. I was I I I remember watching Kick Ass like on demand or something like it was a shitty Sunday and I was expecting like yeah I was just put something on mm-hmm. and being like very 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 pleasantly surprised with the with the movie yeah. it, was of, it was a lot of fun and uh, Nick Cage's daughter whatever she is it's uh, that Chloe actress yeah. and um, she's a badass in that and she's actually I like she's such a good actress in a lot of things I love like she's in Five Hundred Days of Summer. If there's Wait, a movie where dollar. a preteen says the C yeah. word, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, she says it so well. <laughs> clarify, his real daughter or like movie daughter? No, no movie, movie daughter. daughter. Okay. Movie daughter. <laughs> Whoa. As far as I know. <laughs> okay. okay, I was going to say, that's a major thing I did. I really... Yeah. Uh, no, and so my next one is uh, on the list is Adaptation. Have you guys seen that one? No. no. Uh, I just randomly, like when video stores were still a thing, I went to the video store, grabbed the magnet, and because it had like a weird, had like a weird uh, cover, I believe. Um, like I think it was a broken planter pot or something. I don't know. I'd have to see it again. But basically, he was a struggling writer, but he he plays two different characters, and it's like a, one of those confusing ones, as far as I remember, where you can't tell if there are two people or if it's just him like being schizophrenic or something like that. It's a good movie though. It's like, it's actually really good. Is so it, my, is um, it using the people switching faces? It's a little bit different. <laughs> uh, so then Gone in 60 Seconds, like you mentioned, and then Next. Have you guys seen Next? I remember the MTV series Next. <laughs> no, I won't go too far into this one, but basically he has a superpower that he can see like 10 seconds into the future. So like he just keeps living all these moments like multiple times. And there's like, so like one moment might take him a year before he finally figures out what, like what the best move is. Oh, like so freaking stupid. Oh man. What was it? Um, Click. Edge of Tomorrow. What's the one with uh, Tom Cruise? Where like it's basically Groundhog Day, but it has aliens and war. I haven't seen it. No idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's basically what it is. Definitely worth a watch. Um, then my last one's Matchstick Men, which is it's a really good con movie. If you guys haven't seen it. Wait a minute. <clears throat> I was I was just thinking of. Uh, like Matchstick Men remind me of another movie, and I'm like, wait a minute, is that Nicolas Cage too? But it wasn't. Guess who it was? Very topical with our podcast in general. Uh, Brad Pitt. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks. I should have known. 
I, like, like the one where like he gets a bunch of goons to like kill this old lady or something. I don't know. I forget. But it was the trailer was much better than the actual film itself. Um, that's all yours, Brian. That's all mine. Okay, nice. So I'm gonna work my list from the from five to one. But first, I I have to uh, I have to say I think we have a collective honorable mention for for uh, the Wicker Man. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. <laughs> the bees! The bees! <laughs> ah! Oh my god, now that's just talk about peak ridiculous Nick Cage. Oh classic. Another great one to see in theaters. <laughs> um so yeah, I'm working mine from five to one. Number five, I have again, a lot of these are gonna be ones that they're a Nicholas Cage movie just because he's in it. Um Cameo in the Grindhouse uncut version. You guys ever see the Grindhouse? No. no. It was the thing Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez did, where they, in the old times, like back when movie theaters were first thing, like they would call it a Grindhouse, where you'd go in for like a double feature, and they'd have like trailers in between and whatever. So they did like two like shorter films and put into one in theaters. It was fun, but they had fake trailers in the middle of like an intermission thing. And Rob Zombie directed one of them. And one of them was, I want to get the title correct. A, uh, it was a trailer for Werewolf Nazi Women of the SS. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage cameos as Dr. Fu Manchu, who apparently <laughs> was working for the Nazis to make werewolf stripper Nazi ladies. Um, He's he's on the screen for like five seconds doing like a maniacal laugh and like uh he's got like the you know the traditional like thin Chinese mustache that goes all the way down with a little triangle beard hysterical. Um, number four, real quick before uh, I I looked this up and I remember the trailer for this now and I the main picture that make, reminds me is the woman with the machine gun for a leg. Yes, yes, that's that's <laughs> the grindhouse. That's uh, that's. <laughs> That's the one of the main features, Planet Terror, and the other one that Quentin Tarantino directed was um, it's called Death Proof. Okay, <laughs> and they both have very interesting. Like, they're very good movies for like their time, their length, their writing. It was good. <clears throat> we might have to do that one time. Um, number four, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Nicholas Cage is Spider Man Noir, the one that comes from the 1920s where he likes drinking egg, egg creams and punching Nazis. We're seeing the theme here. Um, he just does a really good, I didn't know it was Nicolas Cage until I watched the credits and he does like a really good, like, you know, LA noir, like jaded detective voice. It's fun. Um, number three for me was Con Air, which we already spoke about. Um, number two, National Treasures one and two. I, I didn't want to choose between the two of them. So, uh, I'm putting them on there. I mean, Nicolas Cage. Steals the Declaration of Independence. Sean Bean doesn't die. That's like two movies that I can think of that he doesn't die. I mean, and you know, but it is fun because it gets into like, you know, American American history isn't like the best, but like the teeny tiny things about like what people that you don't read about in the textbooks did what. That's I feel like that's very interesting. Um, if you guys haven't watched ever watched Turn, the uh, the series about George Washington spies during the Revolutionary War based in Long Island, so we basically like won the American Revolution. No big deal. So that kind of shit is always 
one for me. Um, <laughs> and number one, not credited as Nicolas Cage, credited as Nicholas Coppola, playing the role as Brad's bud, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> and, I, I, and as soon as I, as, when I watched it for the first time, I saw it on the credits, I'm like, Nicholas Cage is in this movie? So I rewind, 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 and you have a child of a Nicolas Cage in this thing, and it's like, holy shit, that's <laughs> Nicolas Cage. It's so weird. He doesn't do anything weird or wacky, but Fast Times at Ridgemont High is a fantastic movie. If Nicolas Cage is in it, it's a Nicolas Cage movie according to the rules of this list. So bam. I I want to say like I don't know what Nicolas Cage would look like as a teen. I feel like he his face has to look the same. No, I'm pretty like, sure the face he really has <laughs> right now is what it was when he came out of the womb. You know. <laughs> um, I feel like this is a good time to bring up the the fact that. There's like if you never watched on YouTube is there's like a YouTube video it's like five minutes long of Nicolas Cage losing his shit and it covers a lot of these movies and there's like three or four of them from Face Off and if you ever just need to pick me up and like you're having a down day watch that and you'll lose your shit like it's it's so <laughs> yeah. fucking funny watch Nicolas Cage rage compilation. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd say like I'm a, I'm a Nick Cage fan. That's why I picked this movie. And, well, I am like, too. Like I, I said he I like I said he was like I made my list a joke because his movies are a joke. But his movies aren't a joke. I enjoy his movies and his acting. It's just if Nicholas Cage is in it, prepare for some ridiculous shit to pop off at some point. I, and that's yeah, better. Not it's not a joke. A better way to put it is just like they're they're just always upset. Like they're always upselling each other for being more ridiculous than the other. Or maybe that's not the right word. But they're you know they're just outweirding all of the other ones that he he already he's already made like my, my uh cousin jared and i like kept on making nicholas cage references for a long period of time and then i was in austin texas and found this shirt that had like 20 different it was like the faces of nicholas cage and it had all different ones including like bees the bees and it had like everything <laughs> and i was like one of those it was one of those like gifts that you're buying or giving to somebody you're like kind of want this I, I think I'll, wear this. I'll wear this a lot more than you will but you'll appreciate it yeah oh by the way last th- last time i saw you guys remember we sat down and we watched the ghost rider on Netflix? <laughs> yeah. that was the first time i had seen that oh my but god it, it's right what there with a, the rest of them how do you have how do you have a film with nicholas cage Eva, was Eva Mendes? Yeah, I think it was. Eva Mendes and Sam Elliott, and it just be just like, what the fuck? <laughs> you're, put, you're possessed by a motorcycle riding demon. <laughs> he drinks. He on his bus. He has a martini glass filled with <laughs> jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part. Like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> God. Oh man, national treasure. Well, this cage is not the movie. Wow, I didn't realize that. <laughs> well, are you fellas ready to get into this one? Oh yep. God, hold on. <laughs> Let me finish my beer. Maybe pop an edible, and then I'll be ready. Hold on. <laughs> if you watch uh, Nick Cage movie sober, there's something wrong with you. What are you doing? 
All right. Uh, do you want before we get into it? Do you want to give like a little background about what yeah. this is all about, so people yeah. know? So Face Off, Face Off, directed by John Woo, uh, came out in 1997, and the budget was 80 million dollars. And I just said this to uh, Mark beforehand. I was like, I think this. I didn't look up the other ones. I'm just assuming that this is probably the highest grossing film that Nick Cage has ever done. So the budget was 80 million and it box office for $245.7 million. That was just a crazy thing to me. Um, and then when I looked this up, I mean, can you guys believe that? Like it tripled the money. That's crazy. You know what? I can just because one, it's the late nineties. Think of all the ridiculous <laughs> shit that came out in the late nineties. Like the first, the first one that comes to mind for me is Armageddon, that did amazing at the box office. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's a top movie. I almost put it in my top five, actually. <laughs> like, that's well, listen, I love Armageddon, but when you think about it, like, it's, <laughs> like I, I love those disaster movies. Like we we've had this discussion before. I, I I'm a I'm a slut for disaster movies. Um, but like, if they get like the science, if they just use like weird science it's like oh my god guys what are you doing like what are we talking about I talk, the core when they drill to the center of the earth to set off yeah. nuclear bombs to get the world turning <laughs> came out around the same time so like people were into like this <clears throat> top ridiculous shit like think of wrestling in the 90s think of characters in sports in the 90s like right it was a time to be ridiculous let your freak flag fly and let's I can't believe I got that out in one in one go. Freak flag fly. That's that's hard to say. Um, so I'm not surprised at the box office numbers at all. Well, Austin, uh, I did just look it up. So it, that is number four on Nicolas Cage gross oh, grossing um, list. So what do you think the other three are? Okay, I feel I feel like national like, treasures. National, national treasures have to be up there. Which one? Which one's the first one? The first one I would probably say the the higher grossing one I would say is number two because the first one was successful enough they wanted to see what the sequel was like. Yeah, so Book of Secrets was number one, National Treasure was number two. God, I'm fucking smart. <laughs> so what's number three? I've never seen this movie, so I don't know what it is. Jeez. Oh, I'll give you a hint when you want me to. Is it ones where he's the star, or is it I don't know. That it's featured in? Uh, it says, I think. Let me just look it up. Because I imagine Into the Spider-Verse did very well, but I don't know if that would be credited for him because... Was it The Rock? He's, he's number two on the, call, on the call sheet, so... Was it The Rock? Was The Rock. Nice. Nice. Ooh, that's a snub for all of us. Yeah. I've never seen it. Um, just think Nicolas Cage movie. <laughs> and he got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I got. I think I got it. What, what you're talking about, Mark, with like the crazy movies coming out. I. It, it's just funny. Like I was talking to a guy at work. I was like, "Can you imagine like coming to somebody is like, all right, we're gonna write a movie, and they're going to switch faces, and we're gonna call it Face Off." And you're like, "Okay, sure." <laughs> really Listen, you know what? I think it's a great idea. What if we put like a slash in between face and off? <laughs> and then there's there's like at least three or four times where the the person saying the saying face off really emphasizes the the slash. Face. They're like face off. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> I was going to say they are not the same. <laughs> Brandon, you know how you love uh, movies that they say face. Yeah, off. we're three <laughs> for three, boys. <laughs> wait, they said. Wait, they said snatch and snatch. Yeah, it's when the dog goes to grab the toy and they say, "Don't snatch that." Ah. <laughs> Uh, yeah he said it he did, he did it, he said it. He said it. <laughs> i did that when i watched when i rewatched this too i was like he said it <laughs> it's my right. favorite part of movies so uh let's get into it all right so oh oh wait sorry real quick when i was looking this up apparently this runs constantly on bbc america because it says it's airing tomorrow in the afternoon and then the next day at midnight, and then like three more times during the week. I'm like, how many is, times can you run face off? Face off? Oh my gosh. Gotta love the BBC, man. And then also a big announcement is that it's going to be remade. And it was just announced in 2019. And in 2000, it's going to be started uh, filming in 2012, apparently, from what I read. Wait, 2012? Uh, sorry, 2021. Oh, okay. Whatever. And then it's being directed by Adam Adam Wingard. So yeah, it says like, it will actually be a sequel as opposed to a remake. Does it have a cast list? Well, the uh, keep talking. I, I'm I'm looking. I don't see it. I mean, I I don't. That was all. I I just did like a quick Google search, whatever. But it was just like I'm like, as I was just saying, like someone came. It was like, you know what? We're gonna make this movie. This is ridiculous. And then someone else was like. Let's remake it. <laughs> Let's do it again. Austin, Austin, you were just you were just bragging about its success. They just saw the same thing you did. <laughs> so, all right, let's get into it. So, the uh, so the movie starts off. Uh, so Nicholas Cage is uh, Castor Troy is played by Nicholas Cage. And then uh, Sean Archer is played by John Travolta. So it starts off like this. And to be fair, to be fair, Castor Troy is also played by John Travolta, and Sean Archer is also played by Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes, yes. And if that's not clear, it'll get clear. Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> oh, my God. Austin, <laughs> that's great. Austin, you're definitely taking the lead on this. And I want you to, but I have to say something. The first thing I noticed, the first thing I noticed in this opening scene, we have uh, John Travolta, Sean Archer, playing with his son at a, at a park. And then cast of Troy, Nicolas Cage is there. And uh, so this is like a, it ends up being a time jump. You know, this is in the past before the main story and Nicolas Cage this terrorist where we don't know what his motives are is there he says he's a terrorist for hire later <laughs> and he has this mustache that he oh. doesn't have for the rest of the movie and I <laughs> guarantee you Nicolas Cage is like oh we're doing a time jump you know what would be cool mustache <laughs> Just to show I was a different person then. Yeah. And it, and it's he has so his mustache, much... he sets up his gun, and he takes a sip of his soda from his very 90s straw <laughs> that looks like toothpaste. Yeah. So it's just... He sips out of it multiple times. And, and Austin, please, from here on out, take it away. 
Okay. So, so thank you, Mark. But yeah, so uh, John Travolta and his son are playing on a merry-go-round and they're going whatever. And then uh, Castro Troy sitting there looking from somewhere that's overlooking a fairground or apparently. But it didn't seem like it was very far away, in my opinion. It seemed like he was. It seemed like he was less than a football field away from that thing, and nobody happened to see him. With and a, it's not really clear, like why he's like. It really well, never becomes clear, like why he's shooting him or anything. Well, so, it's just like his rival. <laughs> but so like, like, what the fuck? So he lines up a shot. He has a sniper. He shoots as the merry-go-round's going around. <laughs> he shoots through John Travolta's back, and hits his son on the other side. So then they drop to the ground and Cash Troy gets up and goes away. And John Travolta Travolta does a weird, like, uh, keep going. Fuck. He he, like crawls real weird. I I don't know what I was trying to say. I can't think of it. He got shot through the fucking back. That's probably why he's crawling weird. I don't know. Yeah, but he's like overacting there. Like, he does the the Leonardo DiCaprio from Wolf of Wall Street. Like way too high on lewds crawl. So I'm I'm not I'm not saying that I would be able to crawl any better. I'm just saying the way he's crawling just doesn't look natural. So he gets shot through the back, hits his son, and his son goes down, and he crawls over to his son, who I don't. It looks like he got shot in the head. I don't know, but his son dies. So. His yeah. son dies. Yeah, and he was holding his son, and he gets shot like through the abdomen area. So like his son's head was kind of where there. Was yeah. and they made, I think they made a point to show that the bullet went through. No, he gets shot in the head. His, in his yeah, because he had the scar on his chest and he got yeah, shot right. in the back. Right. So. Should have, that's where your lungs are. Should not have lived through that, but let's keep going. <laughs> so, so then it jumps to six years later. Uh, Archer's at the. I, I was kind of confused by this, but it jumps six years later. Archer, or John Travolta, is he's at like an. He's not part of the LP, LAPD. He's not part of the FBI. He's part of this like secret service thing. It's and like a counterterrorist like, unit. Yeah, I it's think like, I, I'm pretty sure it's mostly affiliated with the FBI. That's the vibe. Yeah, and it's like super top secret. So like not, not like no one knows. Like they they know they exist, but they don't know what they're doing essentially throughout the whole movie. So um, then they basically like you know John Travolta Archer is trying to like figure out like where do I mean leaves nothing. So then it jumps to Caster Troy, Nicolas Cage, uh, who is dressed as a preacher saying a code to a, a nuclear bomb. So he sets this bomb. He's dressed, like, again, he's dressed as, like, a father or preacher or whatever. He sets this bomb. Total, total 100% Catholic priest. I'm, the, I'm pretty sure I'm the only Catholic here. That's 100% Catholic priest. We're both Catholic, actually. Oh, We're all Catholic. I remember my, my time in Ohio there. We're not I grew, only Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I wouldn't call myself a Catholic anymore. So so I thought this was a crazy point was that he sets he sets the bomb for what like two hundred and sixty-four hour countdown, which what yeah. the fuck is that? I thought that was so fucking <laughs> way too like, much time. Like like convention center. Someone's not some maintenance schmuck isn't gonna find that thing in ten days. Are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> he starts. He starts dancing. No. So okay. So then he like goes. He like he's like all happy. He sets this bomb. He goes down and he's like walking out and there's like for some reason like this huge like choir and they they're dressed like basically nuns but it's just like a Catholic choir and they're singing 
and he walks out like away from them and like squats down, puts his hands on his knees, like spins his hair, head in, like a freaking no. And then he like walks up and he like to one of the not like one of the singers and is like, you know, I didn't I didn't really like this song. Um, and then he like grabs her ass and as he does, he like looks up to the heavens and like <laughs> so the question is face ever. This yeah. dude, this guy, cast a Troy, comes exclusively to putting his hands on a clothed woman's ass. <laughs> he does That's it so many I times. <laughs> now, so remember I remember I said I wasn't quite sure if his motives like okay, the bombs at the LA Convention <clears throat> Center. Like the guy apparently has a problem with LA because he calls it like hell A or something. But then it it does pan to like the board outside of um outside of the convention center, and it's at whatever month, like it all revolves around the, for the bomb purposes the 18th of whatever month it is, and it says American Bar Association 18th to like 21st. Oh, okay, I didn't catch that. Okay. So, yeah, like I I saw that the on my first rewatch, and I was like, okay, why is that important? But cool, because I'm a lawyer. You know, that's the American Bar Association is like the Association of Lawyers, so I guess they're gonna have a meeting there on the 18th and i guess his whole thing is to kill all the lawyers oh i don't know how that would i feel like politicians would be a better hey you know what i bet i bet in the sequel we're gonna find out what his what his motives were that's that's possible (laughs) so the bomb is there to kill the lawyers which i take personally (laughs) like mj and then the very next scene the very next scene he's like well when we put this thing to bed you can brand the Fourth Amendment on my butt. <laughs> and I don't know what that means. I don't. What's? I don't even. What is the Fourth Amendment? Right. It's it's basically like the reason that you need a warrant for. Yeah. Anything. Okay. So anyway, so um, it gets to uh, so Pastor Troy has a brother uh, named Pollux Troy, which I think they're those are like sweet names. I think like. Pollux and Castor? I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know why it's Pollux, plural, instead of Pollux. I, I assume they were going for like a Jackson Pollock kind of thing. But, you know, whatever. So they uh, basically, like, there's like a um, – Sean Archer says, like, oh, uh, you know, Pollux Troy just, like, chartered an air, like a jet, like, with money. And he's like, oh, wait, Castor – he doesn't fly without Castor Troy. Let's get there. So they go – um, they get to the airway and Castor Troy, it's just, it's just the Pollock sitting there outside of the jet and, uh, Castor walks up and as he's walking up, they flip out this little box. It's not and, little. It is not little. This is, this is a pretty hefty box. It looks like a, it looks like a book, like a bigger book anyways. Right. Anyway, so like he flips it open and it has chiclets, joints, pills, a knife and sunglasses. And then, and then, like a money clip that's like a golden dragon or something holding like a, a wad of cash. <laughs> so it's a it's a fancy money clip. Oh, oh, that's more than fancy. That's gaudy, if you ask me. So as uh, like as he's getting on the plane, like he's talking about like paying the people. He's like, "You're supposed to watch over this, you know, my brother. You're not supposed to let him do anything. And you did it." So he like he like snatches the money away. And then uh, love his suit in this, by the way. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. He also uh, he, suit. Hell yeah. he also has like a uh, Desert Eagle. I, I assume they're Desert Eagles, but like two pistols, 
yeah. that are like holstered in his back they're golden and it's just like looks looks pretty sweet so he gets on the jet and there's a woman there and she comes over and he like has some weird banter back and forth between her um and he wants her to suck his tongue well he he says like what do you need do you want anything he says a peach you know i can eat peach for hours and then he says like I have the direct line makes, if you want it. He makes her kind of like come sit on his lap and he says, if I was going to send flowers, no, 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 wait. If I was going to ask you to suck my tongue, what would you do? Would you be grateful? <laughs> would you be grateful? Yeah. And like, what's she do? She goes right in and she sucks on his tongue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> outside of his mouth. That's why it's so weird because he sticks it out. And then she sucks on his tongue outside of his mouth. <laughs> listen, listen. What we all do in the confines of our own bedrooms with our significant others is nobody's business. Sure. But I don't need to see Nicolas Cage's tongue getting <laughs> suckled on. No, that's my point. Oh, <laughs> on a woman right. that he just met, on a woman that she he just met, and she's willing to do it right away without without hesitating, but then we find out why. So then, um, as they're doing that, then all of a sudden, like, the cavalry comes in. So, Sean Archer's, you know, like, they have, uh, FBI comes in, they start chasing the plane down the runway. It's our first chase. Police chase on the runway, all in caps, just because it's- our first real big 90s movie trope. And then, for (laughs) some reason, they have, like, 10 cars chasing the plane down the runway, which seems endless. And, a helicopter. And, and, and they all come from the side and like do that like little like tail whip thing. Like where are they coming from though? Like if they're all coming from the side and then they decide to all go up straight at the plane from there. Well, not everyone because Sean Archer for some reason is heading straight towards the plane in a hum. And he's way behind. Yeah. He's way no, behind he's, everybody. No, he's heading towards the plane. He's towards it. He's playing chicken. Oh, the other. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The, you're right. the, the Humvee and the plane are about to have a, Face off. And so like they start going at each other and then he pulls he pulls uh the woman up, which he realizes I, I guess he realizes Oh she pulled a she pulled a gun on him. That's right, that's right. She pulls a gun, FBI, I'm here to hold you up. And he goes up to the, the pilot and says, This is a big fucking gun, just fly a plane. And then he goes back and grabs the woman. And says, well, Pollux, uh, "Hey, Pollux does does some work there in subduing the woman. He throws Good a briefcase at her. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, but then he brings the woman to the front of the plane, and they're they're like in the in the windshield of the plane. And as they're like playing chicken, like he goes, he like looks out. He's like Archer, and she he like and he hears Archer, her. He hears Archer's her. looking in the plane, and somehow he sees like winter. That's what I'm saying yeah. there is." zero percent chance that he sees him from the plane and that he can see into the plane to see that he has winters well and and if he could see that he should have been able to see nick cage's character on that hill with the sniper because he was definitely closer than that plane was yeah and that mustache stuck out from a mile eyesight on this motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) so then we get some real gruesome shit so then you know like they quit playing chicken he like gets behind him and um, as they're like, all of a sudden, like, 
they like land the helicopter that was chasing them as well and archer gets in it and apparently well, hold on hold on hold on the part that i was talking about that was gruesome is nick cage cast of troy takes out winters from like the side door of the of the plane and like is taunting uh john travolta sean archer with it and shoots her and drops her from the plane and they show her like whatever yeah. like whatever mannequin or whatever they use no, i think that, that was a stunt person way too re- then that stunt person needs to be paid hell yeah they the stunt, all the stunt people in this movie need to be paid royalties upon royalties upon royalties because <laughs> they do yeah. way too much work and but it's just like a splat and a roll, and it was like holy shit. And then and then Nicholas Cage cast Troy just does the like the shoulder shrug, like, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I hurt your right now. Was that me? <laughs> and then they land the pl- the helicopter, and I'm looking at this helicopter now, and it's like, you're chasing an international terrorist here. You're telling me you're not coming with a helicopter that's got guns hot. What are you gonna do? They start well, flying after the plane as it's going away. What are you gonna do? Apparently, a pistol, one like two bullets, just blow up the the engine. So that's all you got to do is just have a freaking I don't know what he's got, just a oh, normal so pistol. Now they try to land on the flaps. I feel like just shooting a missile at this plane. So, just to say, like, Whatever. so our one buddy um, is <laughs> a Apache pilot, black or Apache pilot, I think, and commander. He makes it sound really easy to fly a helicopter. You know, I'm, I'm sure that Sean Archer that's in the FBI just knows how to like maneuver this shit. And so they start chasing the, the jet with a helicopter instead of like letting like the, the lifting gear come up so they can like take off. He like puts the helicopter down on those flaps so it can't take off, which is ridiculous. And, and, yeah, then, and I don't know that a helicopter would be able to k- keep up like horizontally with uh with the plane even though the it's plane, not taken off still yet on the ground so it's... i know but it's still moving pretty fast i don't know we we would need crummy to consult consult yeah. us there we would, we would need our commander so, here but I so, so when he's not able to take off uh <laughs> Captain troy shoots the pilot and then he just decides to drive the plane into a hangar so i have so when this crashes into that hangar and through the glass wall they kind of had the same angle as they did an airplane. Do you remember that scene? And I almost wonder if they tried to mimic it. I know they're completely different movies, but it was like very similar scene where you just showed a big glass wall and then the nose of a plane just comes through. If you're going to have a plane crash on ground, I feel like that's the only way you really got to go. Yeah, but just like the giant wall of windows too. It didn't have to have that. It could have just been sheet metal or something. It just, it, to me, it looked like the same as airplane. Maybe I'm just reading into it too much. I yeah. Well, know. then we also have Nick Cage, Caster Troy, doing a dive out of the, out of the door of the plane, shooting his guns. The first unnecessary <laughs> dive <laughs> in a gunfight in this film. Oh, in all of these dives, like you can see a lot of the stunt wires, like really bad. I saw at least three or four different times, you, like the wires that keep the people from falling too far or I whatever. I just saw like, one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's so many of them. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so, Austin. So as they get into the hangar and crashes, um, uh, both Pollux and Caster jump out, but Pollux gets like 
captured immediately, which is a big part later on. And then a shootout ensues. And so the shootout's going on, and I just had a note here that as Caster Troy is shooting, he has a shotgun at one point, and he's shooting and shooting right when it's empty. Instead of anything, he just, like, holds out to the side and drops it, which I always think is, like, such a badass move, which I think, like, for one, why, why not carry that thing? <laughs> it's, it's pretty it's a at least. But yeah. it they so call of duty. There isn't ammo all over the ground. I know, I know, but I'm just, like, I'm just saying, like, it's just weird that you're just, like, all right, done with that. He also has pistols. It's not like he has endless supply of ammo for this. Uh, so they go through, you know, they, they shoot it out, shoot it out. There's multiple dives. Like, uh, they're, like, they do it a few times during the movie, but they, like, dive, grab a gun, and barrel, like, like, for, like some, like, whatever. What, I don't know. I don't know gymnastics, but, like, well, roll forward and then come up shooting. And it's just, like... I, I mean, it's a sweet move, but what, you had to do it three times in this movie. I don't understand that. <laughs> you know that they just got a bunch of B-roll from these guys. Just like, all right, do a side roll and shoot. All right, now do a backflip and shoot. All right, now do it like – and it's just like everybody taking turns doing all these weird rolls and sh- like pretending to shoot. <laughs> and they're all just doing it in the same spot. So as they're going through, like a couple people die, whatever. One guy gets his ear shut off, which comes up later in like the – remaking of the face and whatever but um you know they they get for some reason get to the part of the hangar where there's just a jet engine that's set up and ready to run it's and a, yeah it's partially running yeah and so they bump into it and it turns on no he hits the right button on purpose like oh, how's he even how's he no, know he all shoot, this they shoot it and it turns on yeah and no, it, he, pun- it, he no, they have, i just saw it. they have a shot of bullets hitting like that control panel hits no buttons, but then apparently the jet engine turns on. Well, so then... Mind you, John Travolta, Sean Archer, also just, like, shot the chain off a thing and <laughs> grabbed it simultaneously as, like, a whoop skip up into whatever <laughs> while Nicolas Cage, uh, Castor Troy, is sliding down the wing of a plane, double-shooting his double pisties <laughs> like Shooter McGavin. <laughs> and then it all leads, they, they meet each other, and they're having their first... Uh, like face off, <laughs> <laughs> guns pointed at each other. And so they're they're like talking. And they're like, "You have one bolt left." Yeah, I know. You do too. You and you, it looks like we know each other's guns. What and, a fucking dick move! And then like, and then the, as they're like talking, uh, Caster like goes like shoot him, and he doesn't have a bullet. And he's like, all right, don't kill me. All right, I'm, I'll give up. I'll give up. And then he <laughs> starts to reach back to this back. And every bad guy has, like, this blade that's in the back of their pants, which it's I mentioned. Break case in, or break in case of emergency. <laughs> which I mentioned in the previous uh, podcast. Like, I mean, imagine carrying a pistol on the front or back of your pants. Like, that seems cumbersome. Holding a knife in the back of your like your belt seems really like risky as well. But no sheath, no nothing. <laughs> nice greased up blade right there, right at the poop shoot. So and... as he goes to pull it on Archer and stab him, Archer kicks him and he go, like goes flying back into his jet engine and hits. Like, then he hits the button. Then he hits. Yes, the that's button. when he hits the button. You're he right. hits the button, and then he goes flying back and he gets knocked out. Yeah. So apparently they put him into a coma, um, but then they catch him. Well, I think I think the vibe is to get 
you're supposed to think he's dead. Yeah. So, um, they, what else? Uh, so then it goes back to Archer going back to his home. He's like talking to his wife. He's like, he starts to deal with his daughter, like having like a whole like high punk school. Punk rock phase. Yeah, like punk rock phase and people <laughs> making fun of her and whatever. And you realize they don't have a best relationship. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like giving her shit because she's like dressed w- weird to him. And he said, you change the way you look every week. What? Who are you supposed to be anyway? And it's just like, I'm just supposed to be me, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> And Which, then, by the way, the wife, I had, I had to look this up. The wife, holy, it's not the same actress, but holy hell, the wife looks exactly like Catelyn Stark. I can Game see that. Thrones. Yeah, she does look similar. Like, if you were to put, like, this oh, yeah. red-ass <laughs> wig on her, like, she's got the sl- tall, slender frame, the face is very, very similar, but it's not, but it's not the same actress. Yeah. So... As they're talking, and then after the daughter runs upstairs, he goes, I got him. I finally got him. And then I just thought it was so funny. He's like, didn't come in just busting in with that news. He's like, let me deal with this high school girl problem. And then let me tell you this. Mind you, it looks like this guy has not taken a shower or done anything since. And he's coming home in the middle of the day. So it's like, okay, I killed this terrorist. All right, guys, let's all take a half day. Like, it looks like it comes home in the middle of the afternoon, and this guy looks like shit. Like, all disheveled and whatever. Hair is a mess. So he, he basically tells her, like, you know, I'll be home. I'll, I'll like, go through therapy. I'll, I'll do everything. I'll, I'll make up for the time I lost in the last six years since we lost our son. Um, so then next they go back to LA, like, to the office, and... Everyone applauding them, whatever. They give them a bottle of champagne from either the governor or the president or somebody. Like you got them. I and think then, it's from the chief of the the FBI uh, chief, like Lazaro or whatever the guy's name is. And he, he basically holds it up and is like, "How about everyone that died?" And then sets yeah. it down. He wanted he wanted to send it back because like like you're you're just building the character. Like he's he's blue collar. Like go to work, do your job thing. Like appreciate the consequences of everything. And then, you know, he's like, but he's also an honorable man. So that's the complete, it's the complete opposite of the character you're supposed to think Castor Troy is in, in uh, Sean Archer. Good point. Good point. Well, then as he's in his office, they bring out a floppy disk, which I just thought was so fucking funny. <laughs> And it, was, it wasn't just a normal floppy. It was like, it seemed like it was twice as thick as a normal floppy. It was a chunky hey, floppy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it now. I'm going to say it now. I'm sick of these, you know, flash drives. Let's bring back the floppy disk. If we can somehow make it so that it's actually functional in today's society, <laughs> I am here for bringing back the floppy disk. All right, let's brainstorm after this. We'll figure something out. <laughs> So he takes the floppy disk out that they found in Castro Troy and he puts it in his computer and then it just reveals like this most like like cartoonish, you know, like 90s, you know, computer-esque, whatever. And it reveals uh, that they have a biological weapon and it like within like 15 seconds, Archer's like, that's a biological bomb. 
That's oh. who made this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just love is that is that polymer casing? That's what that is. And I just I can tell from the color of the graphic they used. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I Austin, when you said Castor Troy and Pollux Troy, solid names. I agreed with you. But then I'm watching that where they're going through the files. The file was authored by Pollux Troy. It's spelled P O L L U X. Yeah. And now I immediately hate it. <laughs> oh, I like it because of that. I would have liked it more if it was P O L L A C K S, like mm-hmm. Jackson Pollock. It would have made more sense. You know, he's like so, the, the artist. Of Those are weird names, also. Like Castor, like you're named after a wheel. What do you. Where have you been for the last 20 minutes? We've been talking about how these are sweet names. My name right now is Castor Troy on our Z call. So, okay, so we get to the biological weapon, and John Travolta, Sean Archer is pissed. So they go to, like, interview Pollux Troy. Uh, He's not talking. And Uh, he is in a green jail jumpsuit, which I can't tell you pisses me off to no end. Who designs it? What? What fucking Looney Tune jail is this guy in where he's in a lime green fucking <laughs> onesie? I guarantee he's probably wearing he's probably wearing leather converses below that shit. <laughs> well, it says like he's I forget what it says. I didn't take the note, but he's like he's talking about what, <clears throat> what mushrooms he likes or something like that. And I, I don't know, he's not giving them up anything. So then um he goes to Castor Troy in a in a hospital bed. The uh, one of Archer's like right hand women like says like oh my he's like oh my god he is alive. He's like well he's in a coma. Don't worry about him. She puts a cigarette on his on his leg, and then they introduce Archer to the doctor and they're like hey you have like an option here. We we want you to go undercover. Hold on, I I want I want to mention one. Th- this is one of the few notes that i took um before before they get to the medical facility um archer is talking to the uh the fbi director uh and you and you see this you've seen this a couple of times before um so far uh just explaining the uh like sean archer is pissed because like he thought it was over now he has to keep dealing with like what he thinks is the ghost of cast of troy um and he gets really like wigged out, freaked out, like yelling at that this guy's his boss. He's like, but he's like yelling at him. But you can see the little parts, like up to this point, you you think John Travolta, Sean Archer is just this very stoic character. But you see the parts where he can be very um, animated, charismatic in in this in this instance in, a, in an aggressive way, but very like similar. They're very different in their hearts, but like in their mannerisms and stuff like that, they're also quite similar. The characters of Sean Archer and Caster Troy, which is a slight little thing, which, you know, explains the um, basically the entire premise of the movie where you're having a whole switch of identities thing. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, each of them are two sides of the same coin. Right. But they don't, they, they don't realize they... how similar they are to one another. They're just yeah, they're... Un- like, the opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah, like they're one suppressing um, the 
maniacal side of themselves a little more than the other. Right. Right. But they both have that like inner, that inner like maniac aggression inside of them. And they just channel it in different ways. Yeah. But Austin, I, uh, was was getting to talk about the uh, getting to the medical facility, so let's keep going with that. Yeah. So basically, like this, the other woman from the FBI says, like, "Hey, we have a we have something to offer you. Like, we need to know like where this bomb is." And uh, Castro- I believe it was because Pollux said, "Like, I'm not going to say anything until I talk to my brother because he still thinks he's alive." Yeah. And so they get. They get there and they see he's still alive, puts the ground on his le- uh, Castratore's leg. And then um, Archer gets to meet the doctor who kind of explains the, like the whole procedure. And they, uh, he shows like the guy, the guy's ear shut off, like, like putting his ear back on. And he's like, Oh, we have great new advances in medical technology. Well, and we and he's, very, he's very confident in himself about like swip- switching faces. So you just, it makes you wonder how often he's done this? Like, how many other times he's done this? He guarantees it's completely, uh, completely four, reversible. Four, right. Yeah, and four days, you're you're back up, you're you're up and running, you're healed. That's why he makes it sound so so simple. Just take his face and put it on your face, and the, yeah, the only way to get to that level is a lot of lot of practice. So I just wonder what happened to the other people that he was working on. You want to hear a fun fact? Yes. The uh, the actor that plays this miracle surgeon, uh, actually, if you ever see the first Thor, like the head ice giant, frost giant guy, Luffy, like the kind of main antagonist of the film, uh-huh. played by that guy. Huh. Heck of a amount of, I'm assuming it was just voice work on CGI, but hmm. yeah, because I've seen this guy in other movies, but then like connecting He's in Chicago. Yeah, love Chicago. Anyways, so I think we're up to the part where we're talking about the logistics of the surgery. So he's talking about it. And he's like, you know, I can do this. I can change your hair. I can change your voice. I can change how you look. Get rid of the love handles, which was such a <laughs> everything. Because listen, with COVID and everything, I think we can all agree we've all gotten a little bit of the beefcake love handles. Sure. I, I don't know about you, but I took a little offense to that. So <laughs> Archer has to like consider this. And as he's like considering it, um, they bring in Dietrich, which is, um, I guess, Caster Troy's like one of his like henchmen, like one of his like mastermind kind of people on the side. Is this the they bald start, guy? Yeah, and they okay. start they start interviewing him and and his girlfriend, and they're not getting anything out of him. Right, like like John Travolta, Sean Archer says, you know, he's not going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. He's like, what's your way? I get I get his guys to talk. That's what that's what I do. And that's and that's why they bring him in. Yeah, and you know like, they basically don't give up anything besides saying like all I heard was like there's something on the 18th. So, um, and then that guy and his sister and his sister's kid just walk free, just for giving up the date. They're like, oh, okay, now you're free to go. Go ahead. I know you did all this other shit, but so then Archer goes back to his family and basically is like. He tells his wife, like, hey, I have one more mission to do, um, and this this will be all I'll be over. And she was like, you just said you're going to come home and do all this stuff. Just like, one earlier, last time, earlier Just today. one last time. <laughs> and she's not happy with him, and he basically says goodbye to his wife and his daughter. And he does this thing, which 
we forgot to mention um, he did in the beginning of the movie where he like runs his palm like over her, their face. So and creepy. That's, and that's just like what he their does. family their their family thing like how that like, yeah it reminds me of when someone dies just say I love you like it, come it, on. Remi- it reminds me of in like movies where somebody dies and they take their hand and close their eyes like by moving it down their face that's what it reminds me of it's, yeah. it's very weird so he goes covers up his daughter says you know like she's asleep covers her up says goodbyes um and then next guy is to uh archer john travolta to the lab this is where like i was like you know this is going to get a little bit confusing here but that's why i've been trying to say john travolta sean archer and nicholas cage cast so so So, john travolta archer uh goes to the lab and they they both have identical chest hair yeah which is like It's like only on their chest. Yeah. It's identical thickness, shape, like color, everything. It's just you you copy and paste. Like that's <laughs> I, just, I, I just fast forward a little bit and, and like landed right on that and oh my god. <laughs> so, so um, you know, he asked the surgeon, you know, like I, I have this bullet hole in my left my left breast, like can you make sure that it comes back? That's where his Sean got uh, his Sean got shot through and his son died. He was like, yeah, we, we can make sure that goes back. And so he goes under. They, they both go under. They're like sitting head to head on the surgery table. So this is just like, so I, again, like I'm a nurse. I worked uh, in the operating room for about six months. And So this is all what you see on a normal basis. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, so. I just thought it was so funny. Like the surgeon comes in and free hands like them with a hit with a marker around his. It was a pretty steady hand, though. It, it doesn't say. matter. Like <laughs> you're gonna be like free handing two faces. You better be fucking great at this. He's got that he muscle just, memory. <laughs> he, just, he just does it, and then as they do it, so then they do John John Travolta, Sean Archer's face. And they just put this plastic cup over it and it suction cups to it essentially and lifts it off and puts it in saline or something I like that. Like a completely unnecessary piece of equipment. And then and and, and and real quick, so I love how before like while John Travolta um or Archer um is just sitting there with no face on and they start working on his hair. Like that's that's the time when you need to start working on his hair. You you don't have to wait until after surgery. You got to get that hair looking good. That way, when he wakes up, he's perfect. So when you when you go into surgery, like if you're doing anything on the abdomen, it pretty much anywhere, you have to shave the area and it has to be like completely wiped clean, beta dyed, everything. Like you cannot have anything. And they have his open face with covered in like one layer of gauze, like you made the hair. Of it. And they're just like trimming his hair with scissors like right next to it and they're dying it at the same time yeah, I <laughs> which is ridiculous it um, won't matter if those chemicals get in the eyes or <laughs> muscles or anything I, I i forget did we uh did we mention the the bit about the blood types oh no yeah so like apparently even though they're only trading faces and they're doing like at least for john travolta a little bit of a uh you know, cosmetic surgery to make him look a little slimmer and stuff. Apparently, the only thing to differentiate from them is the blood types. 
which I want to say this now because when it comes up later, I have a very important thing to say about this whole okay. premise. But allegedly, the only difference is the blood types. Yep. Oh, um, so they like put Castro Troy's face on John Travolta's body. So how should we, from here on so at out... This, at this point, we have... We had John Travolta, Sean Archer. We had Nicolas Cage, cast of Troy. Hold on. We had Nicolas Cage, cast of Troy. So now we have Nicolas Cage, Sean Archer, pretending to be cast of Troy, and faceless cast of Troy in reality. So I think we can both we can all agree that uh, Archer is the good guy and cast of Troy is the bad guy. So let's say bad Archer. And good caster. I don't uh, just to keep it simpler, or do whatever you well, want. We'll, no, we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm gonna, that's how I'm gonna say. We'll you say it however through, you want. We'll workshop it through the podcast. I believe in us. I believe in you. I so, think it will be fine. So I, I I just thought it was really creepy. Like when they put caster face mm-hmm. short on them, they like massage it on. That <laughs> was so fucking weird. And with the, yeah. the the mannequin or whatever they use. To me, it looked like Jude Law. Like who? Jude Law. Oh, I I don't know. I don't know who it is. Oh well, okay. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> so Archer as Caster Troy comes out of surgery, and he goes over to the, like this like tri mirror thing. This is he- Nicholas Cage now. This is Nicholas Cage playing Sean Archer yes. at this point. Yeah. And no. Yes. <laughs> no, it's, it's yes. Archer. Okay. Yeah, no. you're right. You're right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> See, it's confusing already. It's 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 uh it's you have good. The terrorist's face and body now an FBI <laughs> agent realizing so it's good caster. So it's good caster exactly what has happened to him. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> John Charlotte wakes up as, or Archer wakes up as Caster. He's looking at himself in the mirror. And as he's looking at this tribe mirror, he like looks at it and smiles and like touches his face, then immediately picks up an ivy pole and smashes all the mirrors. And this is a part that's in the five minutes of Nicolas Cage flipping out. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's John Travolta's voice. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, in Nicolas Cage's body. <laughs> yeah, so this is Nicolas Cage going, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, with John Travolta's voice. And then he, like, stops for a second. He's like, when we're done with this, I want you to burn this face. <laughs> and, so, and so then the, the surgeon explains, like, okay, we have this microchip we're going to put into your and your uh, vocal cords that, you know, can make you sound like Caster Troy. And they make him repeat these things. What they also say is like, but be careful because it can be dislodged like through uh, several things, but they they specifically say like a, a violent sneeze. A violent which sneeze. I would be fucked if this was me. <laughs> I sneeze, 
it's like a cannon going on. <laughs> so, I just think like I'm like, okay, you're putting it into a fucking FBI agent and sitting out there to fight and you're just like, you know, a sneeze can throw it off. Like, don't worry about it. I'm gonna try to make myself sneeze so everyone can hear <laughs> so, please continue. So the vo- the what the line that they use to make his voice like acclimate back to Castro Troy um, is a peach. I could eat peach for hours. And they can say it like three different times. <laughs> and it's just, I just love that that's the line that they use. Um, and so, anyway, so then it, got, it cuts to the bomb, 216 hours left, which still a wild way amount of time. time. Way too much time. So um, then uh, Archer playing Castro Troy is being sent to prison to go talk to Pollux and try to get this information out of him. So they drop him on there. Nobody. This is so stupid. Nobody knows. They Nobody. didn't tell anybody <laughs> that this is the deal. You'd, you'd feel like you would tell the jailers at least. Like, listen. Right. right. He looks like this guy, but he's not. At least like the head or like the warden or something. Yeah. Like, like this is obviously like the first thing I noticed. This is obviously a private prison, you know, like a privately owned prison, not a state-run prison, because they have have these weird magnetic boots and shit like that. But like, you like that guy's got enough money and security clearance that you can tell him like, hey, just let this guy do his thing for like two, three days. <laughs> well, if it's get a, him the fuck out of there. If it's a real Caster Troy, and this is like some black site that doesn't technically exist. Like, who's to say that the guards just, like, like this super terrorist, they just fuck him up? The FBI is supposed to brief everybody on everything. Yeah. So, so Archer gets out of the plane, gets sent to this prison, and basically the you assume it's, like, the warden or somebody, like, higher-up guard. It's, like, uh, the, head, it's like the head guard, I want to say. And that guy is in a bunch of shit. I don't know what that guy's name. Yeah, is. that's I, I yeah. noticed that too. But I, I I like I like him a lot. He's, I do too. He's one of those. I, you know what? You guys most keep recent. Talking. I'll I'll uh, I know exactly something I can find him from. You guys keep talking. I'll get his. But name. I was just gonna bring up. I just watched the founder, and he was in that. Um, but go ahead. He's in Fargo. He's like the the husband to the main police lady. Um, so anyway, so that guard basically explains like the, the Geneva Connection. John Carroll Lynch is his name. Okay. I, I want to know the movie that I that I googled to get get that from. What? Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, nice. Fantastic <laughs> film. Yeah. Apparently, in we'll save too, that also. for rom com week. Yeah. So they basically explain that. This prison is off the grid to the Geneva Convention and international amnesty. He, no, like it's all void here. They can do whatever the fuck they want, is what they're and saying. He also explains how the whole prison, like all the all the uh, inmates, have these metallic boots that are they have a GPS in them, and it's a whole magnetic grid everywhere. Yeah, the whole the whole floor is magnetized, like so they can like immobilize them immediately. Um. So, Archer. Or sorry, Archer as Castro Troy starts walking through like the general pop, and starts walking through, and he walks right past like one of his old henchmen, and he realizes like the guy's like, oh what you you forget little people, and he's like, this is like where he starts to realize, oh my god, I have to like play Castro Troy, and this is, this is the Australian guy, 
or like uh, long hair, shaggy hair, blonde yeah. dude. I'm pretty sure that's that's the guy from. Uh, he's like the the shark wrangler in Deep Blue Sea. Hmm. You ever really? seen Deep Blue Sea? Yeah. Is that him? I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. I'll. You know what? Keep talking. I'll do another. Another uh, use of the Google machine. So he he walks uh, he walks through, blasts by that guy, and it's finally like recognizes him, like says something, and tries to act like Castro Troy. And then um, as he's walking through, um, he sees his brother and he talks to him for a second, and then a fight breaks out. Like this this other inmate attacks Archer, being Castro Troy. So. Yep. It is Thomas Jane. Sorry. <laughs> also so, played. He he was also the Punisher, in those in in those movies. And I'm pretty sure he played Mickey Mantle in sixty sixty one. So. So as he's walking through, uh, Caster Archer as Caster Troy like, gets jumped and they start fighting, and they the guards just let it go. They just let it fight and it fights. They fight for a few minutes and basically like. Um, he like starts to realize like I again I still have to be Castro Troy and like fight like him, and so like he like gets like beaten down like on like one of the like the lunch tray menus like or like benches and like sits there and like looks up at Pollux and looks at him and realizes it and like gives the craziest smile <laughs> and, and it's like ah! and then he <laughs> and only Nicholas like, Cage can do. <laughs> And then he starts beating the ass, beating this guy's ass, and then it's about to like basically kill the guy. And then all of a sudden he stops. And then the warden, like uh, the guard guy, like shuts it off and says, "I control the fights around here." Yeah. So then you cut to uh, actual Castro Troy that's in the hospital bed. He's in a coma, but he wakes up um, and he unravels the gauze and he touches his face and like pulls away like a bloody finger and it has like this weird like bloody goop on it yeah. and it, it is a cool when he wakes up it is a cool like frankenstein moment like he sits yeah. up and it has like it has like the horror movie like you know <laughs> and somehow within like a minute he realizes like what happened like he like walks over yeah. he sees uh art or he sees Archer's face like floating in the saline. He's like, realizes nothing like, like him. <laughs> and he starts like freaking out, crying. And then he but makes he has his no tear ducts. How does he cry? That's he true. No tear ducts. He was trying to cry. He was wailing. So and <laughs> so he, he he ends up calling though like his like goon. And it seems like within an hour they've already kidnapped kidnapped this doctor which they didn't know who he was, where he lived, or anything. It just seemed like they made too quick of work with that. Well, no, and that's, that's what I was going to bring up, was, like, he, like, sees the face. He literally, like, calls Lars, is, like, his henchman. And he's like, they, they took my face, and they did, but, but, it, but it's cool. But, but it's cool. Because <laughs> we're going to deal with it all. <laughs> it's just like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, all right, calm down. And all of a sudden, Lars brings the doctor in, and he says, what do you want? And he says, take one, God, one goddamn guess. <laughs> and, so, and they show a reflection. Like, well, one, he's smoking a cigarette without lips. <clears throat> True. Which is... Ugh. Like, 
one of the most impressive slash disgusting things I heard because you can see his reflection in the doctor's glasses, and it basically just looks like they threw a bunch of red shit on Nicolas Cage's face. Um, and, but like he's like, oh yeah, these painkillers are a great thing. And it's like, motherfucker, like who are you? Like you're just walking around a random doctor's office. <laughs> No oh yeah, these are painkillers. This is gonna help. <laughs> so, so then um, the they go back. Painkillers, as he says. They they go back to the uh, the prison, and Archer playing caster um, goes up to his brother, and they start talking. And you can tell like Pollux is kind of like kind of like apprehensive about it, and like starts asking questions. Like he's like, "Are you taking your meds?" He's like, and he's like kind of like pauses for a second he's like yeah i hand fed you those meds like for for days like what are you talking about answer he, he asked him like what was my what's what medication do i take yeah yeah so he answers it and he's like what's up with that guy that attacked me he's like well you slept with his sister and his wife you had, you had a sandwich with the sister and his wife <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Pollux just brings up that uh, they had they plant the bomb at LA Convention Center. So then, next thing is Archer has a visit from Carse, uh, Caster Troy, or sorry, Archer playing Caster Troy. It, like it's like taken to a visitation, and all of a sudden, Caster playing Archer walks in and says, "Oh, we, you look good." <laughs> So we have bad John Travolta talking to good Nicolas Cage. There you go. There you go. Is that before um, John Travolta, um, uh, what's his name, uh, meets his wife? Yes. Okay. So, Sorry, my notes were out of order, apparently. So um, basically, uh Bad Archer explains how he like burned the doctor, the special ops guy, like everyone that basically knew about this operation. So all of a sudden, good caster is on his own and he's just like stuck in prison and they don't know what's going on. But he also mentions that uh, bad, bad Archer mentions that he's going to bang uh, good Archer's wife. <laughs> and bad then John Travolta tells good Nicholas Kate. Holy Lord. What a pickle this is. <laughs> well, let's just explain, like, Caster is Archer. Or, like, Archer is Caster, <laughs> Caster is Archer. So, like, we, we know from this point on, right? We know, yeah. <laughs> it's just hard to put it to an, to an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? I just, I it. I just want. We're just doing our best. We get to bad John Travolta going to the family home of the Archers. He drives right past it. Yes. <laughs> and the wife was out in the yard, so she saw him do this, which she thought was odd. Which if she if 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 she if she wasn't standing out there, I wonder how long he would have drove around just to like, you know, like, yeah. Where the fuck do I live? <laughs> yeah. Well, how did he even know the general direction? That's what I want to know. Well, he knows how many bullets the good archer had in his gun, so I guess he's True. done his research. But speaking so, of research, uh, he gets all 
bad, John Travolta gets all like weird, gross, lovey-dovey with Good Archer's wife. Um, and then she leaves for work, and he goes into the house and just like... Wait, a famous line was born in this scene. I, lo- I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Which I've always hated because I feel like it should be switched. I hate to see you leave, but I love to watch you go. Because, like, watch you go is like, oh, go. Like, yeah. we're talking about looking at her ass. Like, that's yeah. that's what we're talking about here. So, hey, can yeah. I say, like, early ni- or like 90s women did not have asses? Like, you show that ass, and it's like, eh. <laughs> it was a very, it was a very thin time. It was different kinds of, uh, clothes honestly I, like everything was just baggier then oh, so Castro sure. so goes into Archer's house uh, he reads his diary right he, he, he reads the wife's diary he's looking through family pictures familiarizing himself with the situation so he can successfully play the part of Sean Archer so then he like goes into the daughter's room <laughs> and she's like wearing wow. underwear and like a half t-shirt and it's like he's like ooh we and she's supposed picture. to be like a 16 year old in this movie yeah, and so smoking he, a cigarette too, and she's on the phone. She gets off the phone. He like says like, like basically like, I'm not like you're invading my space. And he like, he like leans past her like very creepily and like grabs a cigarette. Who is like you have got something, something I like crave. crave. So oh. fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. that. <laughs> So, Couldn't said it better myself, Mark. <laughs> and he steals one of the cigarettes, and um, I won't tell mom if you don't tell mom. Oh my god! And also, I wonder if this was um, an Easter egg. They're playing the twist on the radio. What do you to, mean? To Pulp Fiction. Oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't. I didn't catch that either. That's a, that's a, that's a good catch. Could be. Yeah. Because you know, the most famous tattoo in the world, mine on my forearm here, is John Travolta and Uma Thurman doing the twist at Jack Rabbit Slim's from Pulp Fiction. There you go. So then, it just like real quick, flashes back to the prison where basically like uh, Caster Troy um, releases Pollux Troy. And you see Pollux walking past Archer, like in the cell, and like just like you see him going, and like basically like yeah, um, Archer made a plea, or like Castro Troy made a plea deal, like it's it's all good, and you just like see him leave. So then all of a sudden, you know, John Travolta playing Castro Troy is stuck it's, in the cell and just like abusing his FBI powers yeah. immediately, which is to be expected. Um. So, um, which I also, I, I didn't really catch in the part of the movie where Pollux learned that they switch faces. I don't, did I miss that? I don't know if it like ever. No, I, I don't think it really ever got, uh, got explained. Like they have, Pollux, they have a face to face shortly after. But Pollux, uh-huh. yeah, Pollux, Pollux like knows. And then, um. Yeah. So then I mean, he may have he may have visited with him before, like like bad John Travolta, Castor Troy may have visited with Pollux Troy when he went to visit good Nicholas Cage, Sean Archer. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Sadness. But but it, it's not shown, so it's a little it's a little MacGuffin there. So then all of a sudden you have Caster, who's looks like Archer. Um, he goes to LA, LA Convention Center, and there's a bomb squad there trying to like defuse this bomb, which I imagine only has a hundred and thousand hours left. I but. know. I just saw it. They have an hour and 13 minutes on it by the time they finally get to it. Okay. Okay. Which so somebody we, on the custodial staff needs to be fired because that thing's been there for over <laughs> 10 days. So they're like getting down to the final minutes and, uh, Caster's sitting there like watching them and they're like, they can't, they, they're like, we're going to have to bypass. It's going to take like an hour. And he's like, get out of oh, here. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's actually, it's actually a minute. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't think it was that long. Cause he, this pisses me off so much that he's dancing around like the Joker in Dark Knight before the Joker in Dark Knight did it, and he does he disarms it with literally two seconds left. It it just it, it's, oh, uh, it's it that's such a troll. Oh lord, I'm watching it now. It pisses me off. Okay, so he has to key in a code on a touchscreen thing. When he yeah. presses the buttons, the buttons turn to fireballs. Holy nineties, and well, then. then and then when it gets disarmed, it's the cartoon chick showing She's her movies. You disarmed me. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they coded that in, like the, the guy that made this bomb, he coded that in. He's like, well, you really foiled cool. me, but here are some boobies. <laughs> you want to be really cool? Cartoon boobies. No so one's ever going to see this because our plan's not going to fail. Um, so then, you know, cast or cast Troy's on the news for disarming the bomb and it's like, as Sean Archer, <laughs> as Sean Archer. And it says, well, and they're like, how would you do it? He said, well, it's classified, but to, to anyone who said it, uh, if they're listening it's interception, our side has a ball. <laughs> and so sorry. <laughs> so basically that's his whole plan is like, all right, I want to feel like line. John Travolta has never watched the football game in his entire life. <laughs> yeah. No, so Caster Troy has not. And no. then Archer's in prison, just like watching it on the news, just like in dismay. Um, just he so has, and apparently, good for him, he has the news while he's in solitary confinement. You know, for as, for as you know, medieval that that jail is, prison, I should say, uh, they give the solitary confinement people access to the TV, which is, you know, that's pretty nice. Yeah. But so then Caster Troy gets a call at his office and they're like, on uh, line one is the president, line two is your is your wife. He said, put the president on hold. And so Oh yeah, he, he's he's eating this this shit up like So then they go they go home and he has like a whole like candlelit dinner with lobster like set out for his wife and they're like they like go into it and um He does he, he does before he goes to talk to his wife and then the president, he does slap the secretary on the ass. That does another. <laughs> now John Travolta has has his oh face thing, and I'm looking at it right now. Not very impassioned as compared to Nicolas Cage's. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, and I I hate how forced the one joke was by the one woman. She's like, "Sir, did you have a medical procedure?" And then he looks at her weird, and she's like, to get that stick removed from your ass. And it was just, <laughs> oh, so much. I hated it. <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. So as the candlelit dinner with 
This guy made way too much food. There's like... Lit too many candles. Oh, Lord have mercy. So... What kind of candle budgets he have? (laughs) Hey, when he he grows $245 million, you got that money. Yeah. I mean, I'm a man who likes his candles, but I still only have like maybe five or six at a time. (laughs) So we, we, we we get back to the prison and now... Sean Archer as Caster Troy, yeah, now has to figure his way how to get out of this prison. So they have one hour of exercise time, and he's like, how do you get these boots off? And he's like, the only time to take them off is like when you go to the shock treatment. So he confronts, he like, within like 30 seconds, he concocts this plan, and he sees a, uh, a guard like about to light a cigarette, and he goes over and he's like, can I get one of those? Hold on, and hold on. He doesn't just go over there. He hobbles over there. Nicholas Cage is really selling the whole big, heavy magnetic boots thing. These things are definitely made out of like foam or some bullshit like that. <laughs> but he's hobbling over. He's got like the ass out, like hobbling over there, and he's like, "Hey, I ran out of cigarettes. Can I have one of those?" And it's like, "Yeah, sure. That's a reasonable thing to ask a prison card." <laughs> he's like, "Fuck off, caster." And so he gives him one, and... Oh, he steals it. Yeah, he hits him. And then um, he, like, gets basically a cigarette from the guy. Like, he, like, grabs it, and then all the guards converge on him. They start fighting him, whatever, and they start carrying (laughs) him, trying to carry him away, but he's very, like, very, you know, intentionally grabbing the cigarette. So they lift him up by the shoulders, like he's a bar mitzvah. And then, like, he, like, is like, I need a light! I need a light! I need a light! To all the prison guards. So, while while they're in this, like, cafeteria, you see that uh, John Lynch guy. I can't remember his actor name. John Carroll Lynch. John Carroll Lynch. And then, in the next scene, he's in there, like, already set up, too. So, he's, like, in both places at once. I just don't understand the uh, continuity there. But go ahead. Oh, that's what you don't understand about the movie. Yeah, that's the only part. (laughs) <laughs> so then um he goes in there and uh the guy that assaulted him when he first came into the prison is like getting like shock therapy like in this chair and they basically like unload him throw him on the floor he's like seizing like you know foaming at the mouth and he goes to get put into into the chair <clears throat> and as this is like one like there's a lot of weird parts of this movie but like as he's about to get shocked he puts a cigarette in his mouth and he's like can I get a light and they're like sure in the left yeah they're like a cigarette yeah we'll be nice to you because yeah. we're not super pissed at you and about to scramble your brain so they take his boots off he gets a cigarette lit and he takes like a hit of it and as they're about to like latch his arm down he like burns the guy and then he like well he's, know, also, he's no, also he's also I, saying to the to the other guy like listen I didn't fuck your wife. I didn't fuck your sister. Like, help Let's me out. Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. Yeah. So then big, big, big boy Russian guy just a, a, just kicks all the guards' asses, which, like, he had a hard time with, you know, John Travolta or uh, Sean Archer cast of Troy. But, no, he can beat all these poly paramilitary trained, you know, guards. No problem. And then we get to movie trope from the 90s number two. First one was the was the card plane chase thing. Prison break. 
So he literally says to the Russian guy, out. Yes, out. Because <laughs> this, this guy just had his brain scrambled, so he only un- understands simple words, apparently. So, he is the embodiment of pure adrenaline. So they start fighting, grabbing guns, whatever, and like a shootout and like a whole prison break ensues. <laughs> and there's like a part where uh, Archer's like running away from gunfire from up above. And he hides behind... Like, the, the angle that they have on him is, like, you can see his whole body, and he hides behind the smallest Yeah. Cabinet, and they he still does. just shoot, shoot the cabinet right next yep. to him. Is this yep. before or after you have the, uh, you have the miraculous sulfuric acid well, It's jug. right around here. <laughs> it's right around there. And he reaches that. He's throw him in handy. Throws it and burns all the guards that are like coming after them. I'm like, yeah, just a like a gallon of sulfuric acid that you can throw. It's cool. It's, then, it's not like a little vial. It's not like a little it's like, like a gallon jug. You know, like, just a big growler of sulfuric acid. Like, hey, here you go. So they keep going with their escape, and they get to the main power source. And obviously, you know, they just know what buttons to hit. To, Unleash everything and overpower everything. They basically overpower the power grid. Um, the riot, con- riot continues, and then um, they get uh, uh, basically Archer gets out to like a hel- like to the top to the roof. There's a helicopter that's that's not there. Um, that the art the helicopter has a gun on it, like a 45, and just like or like a 50 cal, and they just like start spraying them. I don't know if any 50 cal helicopter bullet has ever hit somebody ever, unless it's the enemy. <laughs> they just no. always just like spray it and shoot it, like out rounds. They never hit anybody. It perfectly went like there was like a line of like just like a pile of pipes up on that roof. Yep. Yeah. And it seemed like the bullets were coming out of that line of pipes, which were probably just the easiest way to hide the pyro- pyrotechnics. <laughs> so, <laughs> So Archer, Archer jumps off, jumps into the ocean. He gets, he escapes. So this jumping scene lasts about thirty seconds longer than it needs to. Like they have twenty different camera angles of him jumping, and it's like I'm pretty sure they reuse a couple of them too. Like it's it's Not ridiculous. This guy is doing this? the thing that everybody does, running in a straight line away from machine gun fire from a helicopter. We already talked about that. You were peeing. I was peeing, but I, it's, it's, it's too much. We're too talking much. about the jumping now. Serpentine. <laughs> serpentine. Can somebody serpentine? Um, this fucking guy, Rick and Stark in Game of Thrones, uh, yep. uh, the, the, the bitch in Prometheus. Uh, yeah, it might as well be the same thing in Prometheus where you're running and you can just run to the side and you're good. And I haven't even seen that, but you mentioned you brought it up last time. Just do a little bit of serpentine. So he escapes. So then you have Casher back at Archer's house. He attempts to leave, and then the wife reminds him, like, "You're just gonna go work." And like, I, "Is this your way of dealing with it?" And he realizes it's the, uh, you know, it's the anniversary of his, or no, it's his son's birthday. So they go, they go to the um, graveyard, pay their condolences, and then that's it. So then uh, you're back at the FBI office and um, they assume that Arch or Caster, they, they say like Caster Troy is dead is what's assumed. And they are basically like, and 
pastor who's playing Archer says like, no, I don't, I don't believe that. So Archer tells his wife, tells her your husband isn't who, or sorry, Archer who's playing caster calls his wife at the hospital and says, your husband isn't who he thinks he is. And it's hang, and she hangs up on him. At the hospital because the wife is a doctor. Not, yes. Nothing happened to her. But so, um, so then Archer, playing Caster, calls Caster, playing Archer, and says, uh, you know, like, you know, like, you were going to play this game. I guess I can be Caster Troy then, too. So then Archer goes to Diedrich's house. Who was the Archer ball guy? Caster goes to the ball guy Dietrich's house. Yeah. So they go in there and I'm just trying to I keep to, myself grounded here. I have to say, like that his lair or whatever, the stronghold looks fucking amazing. Like it's it's like a basically a warehouse that's like pimped out. Um and then they give him the the old box of joints and you know, chiclets and everything else when he gets there. And they just welcome him and then he takes a shot with Dietrich. Now, this shot, you don't really know what it is. It's a pretty large shot, but he takes a shot and immediately... And, they, and he, didn't he, like, break apart a pill in there or something? Yeah, that's what it was. And I, I looked it up. People think it's ketamine, just so... Oh, okay. That's, that's what people guess it is. So... By the way, the guy that plays Dietrich, if, if, you, if you... You know, you guys know Tyson Fury? Yeah. If you take him shave him and like bring him back to the 90s this guy looks exactly like the guy who plays Dietrich and I'm just seeing this whole thing as Tyson Fury and Nicolas Cage and you know what that's a movie I would watch <laughs> so, so um, as they're there um, he be like Archer playing Caster tells all the henchmen, like, hey, we're going after Archer. And they're like, like, hi, at his house. And he's like, but he has that place wired, like, alarm to the max. And I just love how these, like, terrorist masterminds are worried about, like, a house alarm. And I just think that's just so funny. They're like, but he has it wired. And it's like, what? Like, you can't get by that? Cut the wire. Exactly. I forget. I forgot to mention this. I think during the candlelight dinner with Caster Archer and the wife was that the time that they like he like seduces her and they and they go to yeah. like his man and wife. Yeah. yeah. This is what I was gonna say. Okay. So we did cosmetic surgery for like you know the body fat and stuff, and obviously the face. Did they switch the dicks? Did they switch the dicks? <laughs> You're telling me you can have a teenage daughter. You've been sleeping with this guy for long enough that you have a teenage daughter. In her diary, they hadn't had sex for two months, though. But two months. Like, this, this girl's 16 years old. They at least, you can't... What, what if Cassie Troy's out here just rocking a fucking hog compared to... Compared to uh, Sean Archer, you, you don't think the wife's gonna notice? I don't know. They, they probably they probably yeah, changed. What, them. Were, what, were, what were their grooming protocols? We don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying this is a. Uh... I'm sure that Doctor Walsh took that into consideration. Ah, mm, mm. he was no quack. 
Mm. 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 Well, it's quack now, so. <laughs> we'll bring it back up to where we were. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I, I missed that because we only glanced over it a little bit, but I wanted to make the dick argument. So, yeah, so I, I like this line. It's, uh, so how is it you know so much about Sean Archer? And he's like, I sleep with his wife. <laughs> um, they also, they also say like, uh, and they are like all like so surprised by that. Like, which, how the fuck would that ever happen? Not that any anything would ever happen, but uh, they also um, talk about like he knows the house code because it's his son's his son's birthday or death day or whatever. Um, so then Caster or Archer is wasted from this ketamine or whatever shot. And he goes, he's all fucked up, crazy face smiling at the, at the mirror. Um, and then he gets slapped by Sasha. Um, and then it goes back to uh, Caster at Archer's house. And he's telling Pollock's the plan. And they keep saying Jagoff. And I don't know where that term came from, <laughs> Jagoff. Jagoff is New York for jack off. You call someone a jack off. Let's say, hey, fucking jack off. You know. That doesn't explain anything. Honestly. Like, you just, yeah. Is that, that's it, it? It, it? It's it's like calling someone a master jackass. Yeah, it's like calling someone an asshole. Calling someone, like, don't be a fucking jack off, all right? Like, just. Okay. All right. All right. So Caster is at Archer's house as Archer, and then his daughter pulls up with his uh, her boyfriend or whatever, like he's in a Corvette, and he like tries to basically rape her, and um, he. So real quick, this dude looked a lot like um, Hyde from that '70s show, like Danny Masterson. I was like, holy shit, that looks a lot like him. So I looked up who it was. Guess who it was? It was Hyde. It was Danny Masterson. Oh, really? And he yeah. allegedly, in real life, allegedly was accused of rape, and that's why he got kicked off of the ranch. Yeah. Well. So, just a little ironic, but. He may mm-hmm. get kicked off the ranch, but he gets his ass kicked here. Um, yeah. Faster. And then he pulls her in the house, and he basically gives her a switchblade and tells her if any boy tries to do that, just stick it in his thigh and twist it. Um, so going forward, um, they're back at the Dietrich's place. Uh, he's passed out on the bed and Sasha comes and wakes him up and starts trying to like feel him up and not really confused, like just very confused by him. Um, but Pollux, it's worth noting, Pollux is outside of that, like Dietrich's place, like spying on him. But Sasha tells Archer, uh, thinking it's Caster, saying like the son, like my son is yours. Um, and then Archer is also like looking at the son, like this kind of like my son, like that, that died. Um, so then basically Pollux, uh, tells Castro like, Hey, um, he's, I, I went to visit our friends. He's there and they send the FBI in. So then this massive shootout ensues, (laughs) um, they come in through the windows, they storm the place, um, and at one point, Dietrich says, damn, my place is getting fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, at one point, he like 
he's about to aim his shotgun, and before he shoots, he's like, oh, "I hate cops." And then he, <laughs> and then he shoots. But then during this, also Archer, who's playing Caster, starts to realize like, I can't really shoot these guys. They're FBI agents. They're my <laughs> brothers. Like, I can't kill them. So like, he starts to get like inventive of like knocking them out and stuff like that. Um, and also, there are a lot more visible stunt wires in this scene. Hmm. Or are they like just like repelling down and stuff? Yeah, just like whenever somebody falls off a balcony or gets blown up or something. Like, if you look, like, watch it again, you'll see. I saw at least like three or four instances where very visible stunt wires. Okay. Um, but you know, like, it, it's kind of a crazy scene. Um, you know, like, archers, like, doesn't know that diving save to save is like not son because he thinks it's his basically. Um, and then at one point, Caster, playing Archer, comes in and shoots Dietrich in the neck. And then also, they, they have an Uzi multiple times like that's played. I don't think an Uzi bullet hits anybody this entire like an M40 and an Uzi are the most least effective weapons in this whole entire movie. But they look fucking cool. Um, they do, and it's a it's a really cool fight scene. I'll say that. Um, it's a it's a really cool shootout, and they and they just nailed the uh, like uh, Dietrich gets shot. Uh, there there was a cool moment where like he Dietrich also saves. Like it's cool that like they're these horrible people, but their only concern is like the safety of the kid. Yeah. yeah. Not, listen, they're horrible people, but at least they're not deadbeats. Like Dietrich saves the kid and he's like, hey, and gives him a little wink and the kid winks back and it's like, ah, mm-hmm. you're cool. But then, yeah, Dietrich gets shot, <laughs> gets shot in the neck and he holds it. And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Just a very Monty Python-esque, just a flesh wound. And then like, <laughs> he lets it go and talks to Archer, Caster, you know. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, Hey, we had we had some pretty good times, right? And then just fucking drops dead. But <laughs> as he's dropping dead, you have the cartoonish yeah. spray of blood coming out of his neck. Obviously, like the hole is off camera, so you don't see the you know the hose. <laughs> yeah. So then basically like everyone's dead or got out beside Caster and Archer. So this is gonna be confusing, but basically Caster as Archer and Archer as Caster like go back to back. They have a shootout. They go back to back against a mirror. Yeah, they're like, a mirror between them. Yeah, yeah. And so they're they're standing there and they're talking, and then they they like basically decide like I want to turn and shoot, and they like turn their backs exactly where they're like leaning against, and they're like looking at each other in the mirror. So they're, they're having a. Uh... Face off, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, <laughs> and then they shoot the, they shoot themselves at the other person, like in the mirror. Yes, yeah, so like Cart Caster as Archer is shooting the face body of Archer, and Archer as Caster is shooting the face body of Caster. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> is a face off. so i don't know this random fbi guy comes in and like starts shooting a grenade launcher like crazy i don't know how but 
Oh, uh, hold on, hold on. The unnecessary flips. Like, they shoot, and they both duck their heads as they shoot, so they both miss. And then... That's Nicholas the only way Cage, for them to... John Archer does, like, a flip and then a thing. And then John Travolta, Archer does, like, a, like a slide across the thing, shooting, and it's, like... Mm-hmm. Unnecessary. How else do you dodge bullets? Explain that to me, please. <laughs> so, so it somehow uh, Archer Plaincaster ends up on the roof, and he like finds a rope somehow, and like Tarzan swings and kicks. Hulk destroy it through like the okay. skylight that's in the in the top. He's just okay. on the roof. Okay, but so you see you see like Pollock's chasing after Archer, and at one point he finds that rope and he starts swinging, and Pollock's had climbed up on a different place that just happened to be in a perfect position for that rope that he's about to swing on to kick him. I just don't understand the whole setup of this, like. Well, it happens, Brandon. Um, so, so he kicks him through the skylight. He lands down by uh, a caster playing Archer. He did. Um, and so then Archer playing Caster escapes. So, but then, but then uh, Pogs is dead. And Rip. Caster playing Archer, it like ties his, sh- his, his brother's shoe because uh, he did that was a little movie. And then. Scary by the way, before Sperry's were cool. So then that's kind of how that scene ends. Um, so then uh, Caster's back at the FBI. He's confronted by Lazaro, who's the head of the FBI, and about the bloodbath and like, why'd you do that? Like, I gave you free brand, like carte blanche on everything. And then like Lazaro's kind of like grabbing his chest here and there. And all of a sudden Caster just kills him. Just like, just like, straight karate chop to the neck, yeah. slap to the chest. Oh and no, so, he had a heart attack. Yeah, did did he give him a heart attack with his mind? Because like he started having like the, the the left arm thing at the very beginning. Yeah, who knows? I just I, is, I just thought that was odd how it how it the happened. The FBI is dead, which effectively makes Caster Archer <laughs> Travolta head of the FBI. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So then um, Archer, or, well, Archer goes back to his house as Caster. And then he basically surprises his wife, his real wife, and tries to convince her, like, look, I know this is crazy, but I'm, I'm this guy. And basically explains it all, breaks the picture, steals the picture of his son and the family, and says, like, look, the only way you're going to know that we're different is by the, uh, the blood type. I'm A, B, and he's O, or otherwise. I forget what it is. They have but, different blood types, is, mm-hmm. is the point. So, then they... Um, um, so, basically, she finds this device that seems to be specifically made for this one situation. She, it's she just has, with a it. She just has yeah. it. And just stabs him while he's asleep, and he like looks over his shoulder as if a fly landed on his on his elbow and then he it flew away he's like ah it itched for a second but whatever but she stabbed him with a needle to get blood i don't understand i think it's worth saying like he does like the whole like weird like face palm thing like like that's how i how you know like 
I promise. And so she goes back to the hospital, uh, gets the lab results, and finds out, like, yes, there are different blood types. And uh, Archer is there and says, like, I knew you'd be here. He tells about his first date. And uh, we're basically, like, they plot out, like, you need, we need to go to Lazara's funeral. And um, that's what is, where this is all going to go down. Um, so then that bad archer shows up. He has an inkling that there's some foul play and finds the wife working on a patient and very disrespectfully just rips open, open this patient's like thing or whatever. Poor guy's mutilated to hell. He's got an open eye socket. It's gross. Ugh. So next day they're getting ready. They send, um, they send the daughter, um, off to somewhere else. And um, basically, Archer promises Eve, or sorry, Sasha, that Castor will be off his off her. No, body. he says no matter what, because she still thinks that Castor is Castor. He says no matter what happens, Sean Archer is not going to be a problem for you anymore. So that's promising her that he, if he gets his identity back, isn't going to bother her anymore. Or because he can tell she cares about the kid more than anything. And or real caster is going to die at some point. Yeah. Point, so, point is, it show, it's, it's making this bad person into a good person because she just so happens to have an adorable son. <laughs> yeah. So then it also happens to be the same age as his would be son if, it had, if he hadn't been shot. Basically. So then um, we go to Lazara's funeral, the, the guy at the head of the FBI. So then they're both there um, while the, while Caster is in like, as Archer, like in like the epi funeral, um, they come up and give the picture that he stole from them, like from his room um, to Caster. And then Bad Travolta. Bad Travolta gets the picture of good Travolta's son. Meanwhile, good Nicolas Cage is doing a slow motion walk from the beach with seagulls. And then when he gets into the church, doves flying around him, slow motion, very majestic. So in my notes, I have Castro walks down the aisle while Archer Praise Eve with henchmen and uh, place between Archer and Caster. So then they basically go into the shootout. Um, and it's shootout in a church in California on a beach with doves. I don't know if doves are indigenous to California, but they're there. And I'm not going to try to explain like the all the different angles. Like everyone's like pointing at different people. <laughs> oh, no, this, hold on, this was all time. So we have so we have bad John Travolta pointing a gun at good John Travolta's wife. Um you have good Nicolas Cage pointing a gun at bad John Travolta. You have uh, uh the goons come in, like the yeah. the girlfriend comes in, like everybody's so pointing Sasha, at Sasha, baby mama has a gun pointed at at bad John Travolta. She tosses good Nicholas Cage another gun. Who tosses? Who points it at a henchman? Who's got two guns pointed at him? Um, 
I, you can't even call this a Mexican standoff. This is a fucking. It's ridiculous. I feel like, I feel like a Family Guy episode made fun of this, or it's, maybe like no, it's, it's, the, it's been the, made. It's the Office. It's the Office. Everyone's got the finger guns pointed at each other. Okay, I I know Back that I'd seen off. it before. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I knew that I'd seen it before. I couldn't think of what that I that rings a bell though. And then shootout, shootout, shootout. People are like shooting out, like with their arms stretched out, and then I think Nicholas Cage at one point switches his arm so his right arm shoots left and his left arm shoots right, yeah, which doesn't, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that doesn't like what? What did he gain by doing that? So okay, after this whole the important show, people that get clipped, Sasha the baby mama gets clipped. Um. I think that's the only important person that really gets. Well, then, and then Jamie shows up. Uh, his uh, John Travolta's daughter shows mm-hmm. up, um, and she gets in the fray, and they're out in the in, like the cemetery that's right outside of it, and they're basically like talking about like like what's going to happen and who's who, and she doesn't know any of this stuff's going on, um, and. Basically, like she pulls out a, she gets a gun and she shoots Archer, thinking that it's Caster. She shoots Nicolas Cage. Yes, and because at this point, uh, Caster's voice or Arch, Archer's Archer's wife is on the phone telling someone, "Hey, I got something crazy to tell you," and explains the whole situation. Like that's her calling in the cavalry moment. But, but this is also, like, where their voices get fucked up. So, like, the whole, like, violent sneeze thing happens. And so, all of a sudden, they both have the same voice. They both have John Travolta's voice. And so, they start, she starts listening. She shoots, like, she goes to shoot um, who she thinks is Caster. And then, eventually, she stabs uh, Archer in the leg, who would be her dad. Right, so so that that's that that's the thing that he taught her when he gave her the knife originally, like stab in the leg and twist so that the wound doesn't close. So she does that. Yeah. Callback. So everybody who's important knows who's actually who. The family knows that their father husband's body is actually the bad guy, but not actually their father husband, and. Nicholas Cage is actually the good guy and is actually their father husband but I know anyways John Travolta runs away he shoots this poor guy just attending to his speedboat and when this guy dies he thinks it's a great move to do a vertical (laughs) jump off of his boat into the water after he's been pumped full of lead which is like Stunt guy, you're that was just the momentum of the bullet man and 90s physics. No, no, he bends his knees and jumps. <laughs> so then we get movie trope, 90s movie trope number three boat chase. It's a ridiculous boat chase. Like, it's it, they're it's, ramming the hell out of these speedboats into one right. another, right? Um, 
I, I literally have my <laughs> in my notes boat ramming. <laughs> yeah, and, and I love and the, that the one boat the one boat jumps off of a yacht and the yacht explodes for some reason yeah, as it's he's perfectly, off of it instead of running right into it. It's perfectly designed as a ramp. Yeah, it's very cool. And then and then one of them, I forget who, jumps. I think it's uh it must Nicholas be Page bad John John Travolta's boat. And this is He's like the, hanging by the chain and like getting yes. swapped around. Yes, and I, I wanted to bring this up. This is one of those like obvious stuntman is obvious moments. Because like yeah. you're looking at it and he's trying to climb up this chain onto this speeding boat. This guy looks like friggin' me or you. Like does not look like an <laughs> age whatsoever. Also John bad John Travolta thinks a great weapon to use is the anchor for said speedboat. I yeah. mean, it had a sharp. It had a sharp. It has point. a sharp edge. Great, but, but he's swinging stood... this thing with reckless abandon. I don't know about you guys. Anchors are hard. 50. Yeah, they're they're heavy. They're heavy. They are very heavy. How he's swinging those, and he swings and hits the glass like the windshield of the boat, and it doesn't break, which is like okay. Now, so now we have bulletproof glass on this normal ass dude's speedboat. Well, also he like skis. On the side of the ski boat. Yes. Well, the stunt the stunt man skis on the yeah. side. With dress shoes on. on dress tucks and dress shoes on. Yeah. Dress shoes that do have a heel. Yes. So, uh, and I mean, at one point, like Caster says, Caster says the archer, "Ready for the big ride, baby?" And then they basically end up crashing on a beach. Um, and I don't know exactly how it happens, but Casher gets a harpoon gun. No, Archer gets a harpoon gun, right? Yes, Nicholas, good Nicholas Cage gets a harpoon gun. Yeah. And shoot bad John Travolta. And they like get over to like a pier or something, and he tries to fire the harpoon gun, and bad Cash John Travolta catches it. Catches it, like doesn't let the bolt like complete the fire. It only goes like an inch. He holds so it. It's still loaded. Like it's still loaded. Still, the yeah. tension's still there. Yeah. And then he's like, basically like, all right, uh, if if you're gonna become me, and he starts like cutting his face with like with the miraculous shard of metal that he has out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, and he's and then, like, cutting his face. And then nut shot makes him. <laughs> Break loose of the grip, the harpoon gun fires, and then crazy Nicolas Cage. <laughs> so, um, but he just shot his own body. Yeah. Which is, oh. so that all ends, you know, cast He didn't shoot his own body, he only shot. Caster Troy's body. The face oh, was the only I'm, thing that's been at changed. This point, oh, <laughs> my days. Get it right, Mark. Jesus Christ. So, you know, Caster Troy's dead, and then they go back, and the FBI shows up and embraces good Nicholas Cage, like Caster Troy's body, as Sean Archer, who he actually is. And they, yeah. you know, they get him in the ambulance, and 
They also put them in the same ambulance, which is crazy. Like, they don't do that ever. Let I mean, alone... it's efficient. I understand. You're saving money. It's fine. <laughs> Put the dead guy apparently next to him. Like, okay. That's They're also- going the same place. They need to switch faces, obviously. So, they ride home. Whatever. Um, then they go back to Archer's house and they're like the Eve and, uh, I forget Jamie. the doctor's name, Jamie, Jamie are kind of like sitting there talking and he comes around the corner and like, it's like slow-mo and it's all of a sudden, uh, John Travolta back as Archer. Oh, and, and, and everyone's just happy about everything. Like. Oh my God! Hi, I totally didn't fuck your mortal enemy. And the daughter comes up. <laughs> oh my God! Hi, you still don't understand who I am, but you're my dad again. Well, you know, and, and they walked in on me on my panties and stole one of my cigarettes. You inconsiderate fuck. Like, well, and and they 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 like make her look like a quote unquote like just normal. Yeah, she's wearing a now. sweater and jeans like, instead of her. What are you trying to say, Ollie? What like I, it pissed me off. I meant to bring this line up earlier. But like after that, uh, the Danny Masterson guy like try like was making his like rapey moves on her and everything. John Travolta's character was like, "Well, if you dress up like a Halloween, your the ghouls will try to sleep with you." And it's like well, classic victim blaming. It's like that's fuck a, you, that's a serial killer terrorist telling that to a teenager. So like, what do you expect? <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. So- it, it's the the last pseudo twist, I guess, is that like, oh, I got something. This is now good. John Travolta saying, I got something to show you, and it's the girl Sasha's kid that kind of looks like their dead kid. It's like, oh, he needs a place to stay. He's he he doesn't even ask. He's just like, yeah, he's gonna stay here. That's all right, right? And then they're both just like. Yes, that's exactly. Oops, excuse me. That's exactly what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Jamie, go show him to his new room, aka our dead son's room. <laughs> okay, no problem. Come on, brother. Oh, by the way, I forgot. I forgot to do this with the uh, with the whole uh, harpoon thing. You know, shooting whatever. Was that another uh, face off? <laughs> the final. Face off. At least until face off two. So that is the movie. The uh, you know happy Which, ending, right? No, completely not a happy ending. Here <laughs> and here's why it's not a happy ending. All right. You have this guy, who for the last, what do you want to say? Two weeks. This whole thing pan over two weeks. Is that safe to say? Three, yeah. two or three, yeah, yeah. Less than a month. Two, three weeks. Less than a month, yes. This guy's wife thought she was having sex with her husband, but was actually a serial killer murder terrorist. But it was it still looks like her husband. This daughter well, real quick. had all these it- weird... And he... Oh, during the shootout, a uh, bad John Travolta licked the daughter's face, so it's like... like you can see... Like, how, like, as a human being, like, how do you, psychologically, how do you not make, going forward, make that, um, like, c- 
connect like this face to like bad shit that just happens, you know, like all this trauma that just happened. Like, like, you're that, imagining it from Jamie's perspective, like Jamie's her perspective dad, and from her dad like, just licked her face. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, like oh, like I know your face and I know you're my dad now, but when you weren't my dad, like when your face wasn't my dad, like, oh yeah, you almost You still face. you still picture that, yeah. Yeah, so and so you'd have, have PTSD that on top that. of the trauma of having a child that you don't know come into your home that kind of looks like your dead son that you're going to raise like you would have raised your dead son. But he's also the son of your mortal enemy. Exactly. And also, it's going to be a constant is reminder. Is turn into a power terrorist? So it's a constant reminder of that, just like the woman, um, just like the woman who uh, played uh, fucking Game of Thrones. Uh, like, Jon Snow was always a reminder of like uh, being a bastard or whatever. I, I know that we're different actresses, but it's just like kind of funny, like a little full circle where this kid is going to be the reminder of Caster Troy to yeah. everybody. Yeah, so that, that family's in for some psychiatrist is going to make a lot of money off of that family. I still think it's a happy movie. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> they they brought a kid in that didn't have a family that was good. Oh, yes, they did the right thing. Right. But us as adults and knowing I about... I still feel like that kid would have been happier in a different family that didn't know the backstory. That kid's fucked well, up for the it's, rest it's of not, the it's not. It's not more so for the kid. The kid's young enough that... The, that this is going to sound horrible, but those memories are going to be repressed, you know, Oh, yeah. Have was you seen Dexter? A, was I in the middle of a shootout when I Have was you seen Dexter? Years old? Hold on, I'm not finished. Was I in the middle of a shootout when I was seven years old? Eh, don't worry about it. Hey, mom. <laughs> sister. Dad. Oh, wow. Oh, so this is why I'm, I hide myself in the basement and I skin rats alive. It's because my father's a fucking serial killer terrorist. Thanks for the and info, when I hear the guys. when I hear the song somewhere over the rainbow, I just instantly start crying. <laughs> Austin, this right. was probably the most roller coaster movie that we've done so far on this podcast, and I love you and hate you for making us do this. And you're welcome. I hope everyone enjoyed this. It was a very similar sentiment that Mark just made. It's like it was the first. 10 minutes just it was like an escalation of weirdness and it just kept getting more and more and i mean i'm, I'm glad that i watched it and i i'm i know i know of it i can uh, appreciate the bits and pieces that were there but i'm i don't know that i'll ever watch it again honestly <laughs> You know, you, know what, you know what I think happened with this movie? I think there was a great original script, original story that got beefed up by Hollywood at this time that made it a little more over the top than whatever because the story in itself and the job that John Travolta and Nicolas Cage both do in this movie is it's really great because they're playing two characters at the same time and it's it really is a testament to to these guys as actors, like, I'm happy to watch this whenever it's on, for sure. Um, BBC America. 
but you're ready. <laughs> but you gotta be you gotta be like in that mindset. You're ready for ridiculous shit when you're gonna watch this. But right. Hey, yeah. real quick, the the writer for this. Um, I just happened to look him up. To, I was curious, like, who would write this? And um, they wrote The Mask just a few years before. So I yeah. wonder if I wonder if like since it's like got to do with the face and everything, I wonder if something kind of spawned after the mask, like a, you know, like a little bit tangent, tangent, tangentially or something like that. I, I have no answer for that. I, just, I know. And I don't expect you to. I'm just, just me curious. I don't know. I just want to, uh, you know, say you're welcome, I guess, to the listeners and to you guys for bringing this to your attention. Um, if you didn't appreciate Nicolas Cage before, now you do. And uh, let's look at what we're doing next week. Mark. Oh, I didn't think about it as much as I said I was going to during the recording of this. I had make a snap three, decision. I had three recommendations uh, that I was going to do. Two very good movies and one that is super topical because it's new but i mean i enjoy it because it brought me back to never mind point is next week oh shit we don't, we, don't have we don't have enough of a budget to do musical cues yet Oh yeah! And listen, we're gonna have a lot of fun facts from your boy for that one because I've been brushing up on my MK history, and there is some shit that I have to say about this film. But I'm excited about it because in the last year, because of COVID, it's one of the only newer movies that we've been able to expose ourselves to. Um, and I think it's important that we cover it before it goes away from HBO Max because I think it goes away on the 23rd of May this year. So let's get it in while we still have access to it. We'll have plenty of fun stuff to say. Uh, but until next week, Brandon was Brandon. Hey, nice uh, yeah, right now, Brandon. Check us, check us out on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Movie Buffoons. Um, I'm Buffoon Brandon. Um, we don't really post a ton. We need to get better about that. And I am sorry that our time is a little longer. We're going to try and shorten it up in the future. Don't apologize. Don't apologize for me. Right. You are that right. Was, that, that was Brandon. Follow him at whatever he said he was. That was also Austin, who's rocking a great Carhartt beanie right now. Where can we find you, Austin? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you can find me at Big Shot, S-C-H-O-T-T-0-8, Big Shot 8 on Twitter, Instagram, everything. I've had it since like eighth grade, so fucking do it. The username that is. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and I've been Mark. You can find me at M-A-V-A Mava1216 on Twitter. I'll, I'll get around to getting the actual buffoon one but i can only do so much because i have a very important job you can find me there on twitter you can find me at your local courthouse if you live in the great state of new york anyways for me for bren for austin we've been the movie buffoons and we've had a nice face off on zoom here we'll see you next week 
and uh, roll credits. <laughs>